Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm from sunny California, now living in beautiful Beijing. Today with me is Alex. Hello, everybody. This is Alex. Sure, you should all know by now that I'm from the Northeast part of China. Super proud of it. And I am sitting in the same room again with Jason recording today's episode, which makes me extra happy. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. I wonder if we need to come up with new introductions. I know. I think we should. I think people are yeah, getting tired yeah. of the way that we're introducing ourselves. <laughs> we're going to have to have a new introduction. Why don't we Why don't we ask people to pitch in? Yeah, guys, please let us know some suggestions for the ways that we should introduce ourselves in future shows. And if we like your idea, we'll let everyone know who came up with that brilliant idea. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had the poster of your favorite celebrity? What about imagining being friends with your favorite pop star or movie personality? <laughs> what is a parasocial relationship? It is, is it a one-sided social media relationship? According to Megan Wallace with mm. UK Cosmopolitan, <laughs> is it healthy? Can there be benefits? What do you, what about you? What, do, have you ever had a celebrity crush? If someone has never had a celebrity crush, I would probably put a question mark <laughs> next to, you know, the sanity of the person. So you think it's very normal in today's day and age for people to have crushes on celebrities? I'd like to think so. Have you not? Well, I want to ask you a question about yes. this is an American culture question. Okay. Because in American culture, and I was talking, we were talking about this with someone, I don't remember who, uh -huh. but we oftentimes put posters of celebrities on our walls. So you walk into a teenage boy's room, just say, I, I don't want to mean to be gendered, but there'll be like posters of their favorite rock stars. Uh -huh. And then there'll be one or two ladies who are of movie course. stars or models models or something. Do you have that in China? I think at least in my day and age, basically 20, 2001 to 2006, you know, mm -hmm. that time period. Posters is the least you could do. I had four posters on my wall. Of like what? K-pop stars? No, K-pop wasn't a thing yet. Back Hong then. Kong movie stars. Um, No, you'll be surprised. It was actually, I wished I had um, discussed a little more with our other guests that you will hear earlier who said that his hometown is very close to Arsenal, the football team, mm -hmm, the soccer mm -hmm, team. Mm -hmm. I was a huge sports fan. So you had then. footballers. I had a Thierry Henry's poster on my wall. I had Kobe Bryant. I had oh, wow. um, Alan Iverson. Athletes. And then I had um, back then it was Liu Xiang, one of the most famous Chinese uh, hurdle racers. Wow. Who won quite a few uh, gold medals in like worlds, like at the Olympics and world championships. Those were the four posters that were, were on my you wall. Into any of those sports? Not physically. <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch. I liked, I was very invested in very invested in watching basketball games and watching like people at my school playing basketball. Mm. And back then we were, 
buying magazines because social media wasn't a thing yet. Did you do all of your college years in the U.S.? I didn't do college in the U.S. I did master's in the U.S. Uh, so you did your university here? Yes. So in dorms, did you go to, wait, did you stay in a dorm? Of course we had to. And that's a very different, that's a very like intricate experience to ex- explain to people who didn't go to school in China. Well, I think we actually need to go there. But just the yeah. first question about that is, did you have post, did you, you were living with other ladies? Yeah. I had four roommates. And did you have posters and pictures of boys? No, unfortunately, unfortunately we, well, we didn't put posters on on the walls in the in the dorm because it's mm. relatively smaller space that mm-hmm. we're sharing. Um, There's no wall space. Yeah, there's no wall space because it's the thing, the way that it's laid out is we have our bunk bed, but under it, it's not another bed. It's our study mm. area. So you study under your bed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll find you a photo later yeah, on. We should so put that, that up for see. the show. I know that would be fun. Um, there wasn't a lot of poster room, but, you know, because it wasn't like dorms in America where just two beds um, and then it's your there's two people sharing one bedroom and then you both have a wall kind mm. of thing. So we didn't put up posters but we had other ways like when we were when i was younger there was like stickers there were you know photos that it's just a random reprint photo of the celebrity that you like mm. um you mentioned k-pop like k-pop yeah, yeah. back then there was only i think um there's one group called um uh, i can't remember <laughs> one of the earliest korean groups but i wasn't into k-pop like that back then yet mm. but k-drama Oh, yeah, was yeah. at its peak. There so, was an three. actor or actress. Yeah, there you was know, I don't think three. we need. It has to be like parasocial relationship doesn't it could necessarily be with fictional mean character as it, well. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, I guess so. But it also doesn't have to be in a crush. It can also be like a friendship that you wish you had. Which sounds a little creepier. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had this one Korean actor's mm. photo mm. that's sealed, um, and there's a little like a little keychain kind of thing. And I was in uh, junior high school, meaning I was 14, 13, 14 years old. So I did this and I'll never do it again. And it was very insane. I put his photo on the zipper of my jacket. So when you see me, if you had seen me in, in junior high school, you would see my face under my face. There's a photo of this other Korean actor. Wow. Be- yeah, because I was like, you so, know, I read a couple articles about it, including this article by UK Cosmopolitan, Megan mm-hmm. Wallace, where she talks about these relationships. And I use the word relationship are take on an imaginative format for people who are engaged with them. And oftentimes people, according to th- this article, imagine being friends with them. Imagine what it would be like. I, mean, I actually, although I've had crushes on celebrities or I've thought celebrities were really cool, mm-hmm. I never pictured myself oh, you know, walking around, hanging out with the celebrity. Oh my God, I think about that every day. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I felt, I was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, a little different than my experience. Because when I was a teen, mm. I had posters of different bands, who, different who, music. Who are the posters on Jason's wall? Well, I mean, they weren't like crushes as much. Although, wait, Sandra Bullock. Okay, I have to say, I did have... I, I approve your taste, Jason. I was in, <laughs> I, I don't remember where, there was a like, there was pre, what's that teen thing where everyone dresses up all gothy in the mall? There was there's a sh- 
shop that is very famous in America. I think it doesn't exist anymore. But this was before, before that. That was before that. Mm. And they, I bought a little postcard yeah. like of Sandra Bullock. Yeah. And I cut it into small enough shape that it was like a picture. And I carried it in my wallet. That but I think so I was like precious. 13 or something. That is very precious. I, I approve your choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's, she, she's still very attractive. She's an attractive lady. I don't have that feeling. But I ne- also never imagined us going on like romantic candlelit dates or anything. That I understand. And, you know, that's not probably not what a lot of people think about when they have a crush or. Maybe not. According to some of these mm. articles. Yeah. Some people have whole Im- worlds that they built around their relationship say, with these people. There's a huge essential difference between <laughs> having a crush on a celebrity than kind of like fabricating a whole you know, um, world around them being part of uh, the celebrity's life. And that's mm. kind of, that's closer to, that's closer to s- stalking, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to The Bridge. I actually want to talk about that a little bit later. Like, when does it become unhealthy? I've mm-hmm. got some material about that. I think it's actually good to have role models. Mm. So as someone who used to be a kindergarten teacher, yeah. most children's first role models are their parents. Yeah. And that when parents asked me, hey, how can I get my daughter to be more engaged? Mm. I'll say, you know, maybe you don't realize it's all the time. Yeah. Your daughter practically worships you. If you use your phone all the time, your daughter's going to yes. want to use the phone. If you do, if you watch TV, your daughter's going to watch exactly. watch TV. If you read books, your daughter's going to. So sit down with her. Yeah. You don't do her. Don't do her homework, but look at it and ask questions about it as she's going through it. And she yeah. will be like, mommy thinks this is important. This must be important. I think we talked about this before as well um, when we we're discussing other topics mm. and, you know, you really need to invest time in your relationship with your kids and it's not just being there and not caring about what they're doing. You need Mm. to make the kids feel like what they are doing is important to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I think after I was about 16, I took those posters down and I honestly don't think I ever had any pictures in my wallet. Did your parents ever stop you? No, you know, my parents were thought it was, I don't think I had an unhealthy relationship. I did have pictures of like, <laughs> for example, I had a poster of Radiohead and I went to yeah. see Radiohead, <gasps> you know, when they were still in the, yeah. like, the prime, the primal, yeah. exactly. It was around OK Kid time, just mm. maybe just before OK Kid. I saw them in San Francisco and oh, I, I saw many that? different bands. I saw Depeche Mode after their prime yeah. and I saw lots of, but I didn't ever like get crazy obsessed with any one yeah. of one of them it was just more like you know at that time i was a musician i was mm-hmm. like interested in playing guitar so i was using these people as like role models of what it's like what are my teens supposed to be like yeah so i was looking at other people are obsessed with you know grunge music in the early mm. 90s so i will be obsessed with grunge music in the early 90s you were a little bit yeah and i would go see them and i would play guitar and i was in a band and i i watched and eventually i grew out of that and i became academic but i when mm. i became academic i didn't get a picture of einstein <laughs> and put it on the wall i was done i was basically done with that and i, I don't think that i got a lot of celebrity crushes until recently mm. and i'm over this one too Ooh, okay but like while i was in china i did very briefly oh really ha- i was a big fan of i think we all know who it yes, is <laughs> yes, right. so joe dong Yu, the actress because she's such a great actress i i recently not recently this is probably like a year ago i 
came across a couple of videos of her mm. being interviewed by foreign journalists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she speaks English. Her English is yeah. really, really, yeah. really good. Fans of Joe Dongyu, if you uh, want to encourage her to come on the bridge, we would love to have her. And we've we've seen your enthusiasm and reactions <laughs> when we talked about Joe Dongyu. This is going to be like over a I've year seen ago. All of her movies, right? Over oh, a yeah. year ago, and then you guys gave us so much detail and all of this information. It seems like you guys could really have a way to find her for us if you can. You will make Jason such a happy person. <laughs> we have to keep in mind that, you know, you and I are adults now. I, mm. I'm assuming, Alex, you don't have posters of celebrities on your walls. Not anymore. That level of modeling, you know, looking up to role models in pop culture kind of died down for you. Or did it? Or did it transform? I think it transformed. I think I picked really good people to admire when I was younger. Mm-hmm. All of those athletes, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. regardless of what people say about Alan Iverson and, you know, um, those, uh, those athletes were all really, you know, they're examples of people who put in really, really hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really set the goals for themselves yeah. and they have to- Great achievers. Fr- like constantly deliver. Mm. It's not like, oh, you make a hit song, you're famous, Yeah, you know? You're, you're in a great movie and you don't have to do it anymore. Like these people, they're athletes. Yeah. On a daily basis, they have to practice what they preach if they ever even have the time to to preach. And, and you know, rest in peace, Kobe. But like Kobe Bryant was such yeah. an inspiration. Again, regardless of the other later on scandals and stuff. But, you I, know, Actually, I've heard that they were. I don't know what they are. I, we don't need to go on. We don't. Oh, yeah, we don't need to talk you know, about actually, that. Actually, you remind me of something. I had an athletic obsession for a little while. Who was the Bo Jackson? This was when I was like six or seven years old. Bo Jackson, for people who don't know, because Uh this was in the ancient times. Yeah. Like the early (laughs) 1980s. He was one of the first celebrity athletes to cross over between sports. So he did baseball and he did American football, both. His name came up at trivia one time. Oh, yeah? Yes. They asked about this one person. I actually have all of his sports cards, you know, children in America. Cards? Yeah, they could because it's Bo Jackson. They're not just baseball. I had his oh, baseball, wow. his football, his crossover, his special edition. I've got them all saved. So someday they'll yeah. be worth a small, tiny fortune, maybe a new laptop or Did something. Did you ever, in your obsession, I mm-hmm. mean, since we're talking about kind of the positive side, yeah, the of healthy having, side, the healthy side. Did you ever set a goal that was inspired by these people? Ooh, that's a that great question. To- um, I guess learning to play instruments. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't think of. Uh, too many. I guess the fact that I like reading books, I've always wanted to write a book, but I can't think of one person specifically who I could mm. be like, I want to be like Jules Verne. Yeah. Yeah. So like, although I did read Jules Verne growing up, which is why I bring him as an example. Same question to you. Are there <laughs> like, you're a, you're a comedian. Yeah. Are there comedians that you look up to and you think, wow, I wish I could be like her or him? I mean, of course, later on, now that I have started doing comedy a little more often and people, people hold you to a higher standard and Mm, you mm. you're kind of forced to think out of all these great comedians who do i want to be like Mm. who do i um respect and want to learn from and then who could i be you know like kind of the ideal goal and the practical um standard that you could Mm -hmm. reach um for the ideal goal like the person that i admire the most i think is the god or the almighty whatever of comedy i think nobody could touch dave chappelle i I, wow i feel like there are people like oh this person reminds me of Hmm. dave chappelle this stuff i'm like i like dave chappelle i've seen him 
Oh yeah. God, Dave Chappelle is someone who could just tell stories. He doesn't have to tell jokes, and you would want to listen. I like Bill Burr. I oh my God, you know why? Did you because... talk to Jason? Uh, talk to Jason. Did you talk to Dalton about Bill Burr? Because he, no. my boyfriend, loves no, I Bill didn't. Burr. The reason I like him is because he's never afraid to roast anyone. So yes. he'll be invited on a show, and he'll start yes. roasting the host. So the host will like try to get him to make jokes about something else and he'll start he's picking like, no, on I'm the host roast you. and he'll just start roasting them right there. I love that. I, yeah, he's he's not afraid to turn any idea, person, thing into a joke immediately. Yeah. As soon as he thinks of the joke, he's just no filter. He just says it. Yeah, Bill Burr to me has a kind of the right moderation of anger and skills. But but you mentioned Dave Chappelle. Do you yeah. have a picture of Dave Chappelle? No. <laughs> Do you ever imagine like what you would say to Dave Chappelle? You're trapped in an elevator situation. And, oh, no, that's the two of you are trapped for 10 minutes. What would you talk about? Oh, 10 minutes is a long time. Um, 10 minutes, I would say I would probably just start with, hey, Dave, love your work. Mm. Really inspired me. Mm. Um, and then depends on his reaction, then I would proceed to make it a conversation or I, not. I think it's interesting, you know, you're saying, well, now I now that I think about it, but have you ever previously thought about it? So before secretly in your mind. Not for Dave Chappelle. I'll tell you this story. It's very funny. One of my earliest crush uh, model, whatever you call it, the footballer from uh, mm -hmm. Arsenal, mm -hmm. uh, from France, Thierry Henry. I can't say his name properly in French, but I set a goal to myself. Um, I actually had two goals, but the other goal is too despicable. I'm not going to speak, oh, speak on it me. publicly, but I did. I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn French. Mm. And why do I want to learn French is because when he competes, if I could follow him to um, the UK or anywhere, anywhere else in the world. And then later on, he went to play for the Red Bull mm -hmm. in New York. And I was like, oh God, these American people, they don't speak French. I would go because everybody's going to call him Thierry Henry. I would go <laughs> and scream his name in the most authentic French, French accent mm. and he would hear it and he would turn around and he would notice me and then he would remember me. You are cool. Join my entourage <laughs> right now. You can hang out with us in the VIP that room. Dream, that dream never came true. I maybe I put in like four months into learning French in college, but that was that was wow. about it. That was about that it. is so so this was constructive because you actually Very. learned French. I want to say actually in the way that maybe I'm opposite mm. from maybe not just you but most people a little bit is that I did have an obsession with a gentleman named Kirk Hammett. Not like a weird obsession. Mm. I was like he's he's this great guitarist. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if he was the best guitarist but i used to tell everyone he's, he's the, best the best guitarist in the world, in yeah. the world. Uh, although i hadn't heard satriani yet sorry kirk hammett um <laughs> you know satriani doesn't have the style of kirk hammett but satriani mm. certainly has some skills okay. anyways <laughs> i i was at a show for primus new year's eve i don't remember the year maybe 2000 or 1999 mm. in san francisco and i saw in person kirk hammett i was be i was backstage kind of where there was a special bar yeah and i was just chilling I, because i couldn't take the crowd anymore you know <laughs> and kirk hammett came out yeah to get a drink and i saw him and i was like that's kirk hammett and then i thought to myself i don't want to be that guy yeah who runs up and says oh my god kirk hammett i love you i, really I love you sign my kiss. sign my arm or something so yeah. i just i didn't i yeah. just let him get his drink and leave and i you know i felt for me 
my own like choice. I felt mm. that that was the right thing. I didn't, I never really imagined what I would say to him beforehand. Yeah. So when I saw him, I was like, wow, that's cool. He's actually a real person. He doesn't just yeah. exist on stages and in MTV videos. But I also didn't want to be like the reason that he feels uncomfortable while he's because buying of his you, drink. Like, yeah. Exactly. I feel the same way. I've had some like celebrity encounters. Usually I would be really cool, but there's one, mm. there's one actor, Hong Kong actor that I have funny enough come across twice in the past decade. Mm, oh yeah. <laughs> so I, I ran into him in Sanitun when mm. he was shopping at Watson's and I was like mm. super, I was super nervous. And um, my cousin was just like, what's the big deal? Just go over. I'll take a picture, <laughs> uh, a picture of you guys. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, it's so embarrassing. You know, like, I don't know him. He doesn't know me. Mm. Huh? And then I did, I didn't end up going, but I saw mm. him and this was like, I don't know, 2007, mm-hmm. probably um, last year or oh, earlier this year when I was on a business trip in Shanghai, I was staying at the one of the, these nice hotels that mm. the company pays for. I was having breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I look, I look up and it was him. And I'm like, oh my God, I was, and then my boyfriend's with me at the time. And I didn't want to go like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, Hey babe, I, I, I met this person 10 years ago. And then, because even though mm. he, my boyfriend's American, he watched a lot of Hong Kong movies mm-hmm. and he looked up and he recognized the guy as well, mm. but he's just like, okay. I'm like, you don't get it. You don't get it. Like, <laughs> you're not having the same reaction because you're American. Like mm. if you're Chinese, you have a different reaction. I, this time I actually ended up walking up to him. I wanted to say something that's more profound and sophisticated mm-hmm. that might leave an Had impression. Had you been thinking about what it was going to be? Apparently not, but I walked up and I said something that made me just want to just disappear. Oh, no. I walked up to him and I said, Oh my God, <laughs> I saw you 10 years ago. <laughs> and then he said, ah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> he walked away. <laughs> I saw you before. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize how creepy it, it, it sounded at the moment. Maybe this is a good thing that people practice what they want to say. <laughs> you should. But also, I just want to say this one example very quickly. There's a very popular video that if you look it up, it'll come up immediately. Mm. Cristiano Ronaldo, the, mm-hmm. the very mm-hmm. oh, famous. Yeah. Um, I think uh, everyone knows who that right? is. There's one girl, one Chinese girl who really, really, really loves him. But, mm. you know, as a way, like you're, you're my role model. You're yeah. such an amazing athlete. And she has been a fan of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo since she was very young mm. and she made a very same goal like young Alex did that I am going to learn Spanish to, so that mm. I could talk to him mm. the difference is that little girl actually put in work and commitment and then she actually became super fluent in Spanish mm. um, and so there's a video of her finally meeting uh uh, we call him Silo in Chinese, like mm, meeting mm. Ronaldo. And when Ronaldo talked to her, she was like, you know, um, I think he said hello, but then she was, she responded in Spanish and mm. he was like, oh, you speak Spanish. And they were talking, talking, talking. Wow. And then her she dream was, came she, true. Yeah, she was crying. She said, I learned Spanish because of you. And then he paused for a second and gave her like a really, Aww. you know, warm, sincere hug. And then she, I, you know, I want to know what it feels like as well. Like someone you admire, someone you, that made you basically a better person in a way wow. that reciprocates all of the hard work that you put into. I don't know how that feels. <clears throat> well, I mean, that is a beautiful story. I think I remember that actually. I think that was, it was really quite pop. a viral. Yeah. My video. wife told me about it. My wife has a bit of an obsession with Stephen Cho. <laughs> 
Of course. But no, I mean, pictures are on the wall still. She's it's Stephen 30 Chow. something. It's Stephen Chow. <laughs> it's okay. It's Stephen Chow. You yeah. got to give, you got to give her Stephen Chow. Well, I mean, it's her dream to meet Stephen. And I know that he has literally like a billion fans. So uh, I know it's probably unlikely that she'd get any special attention. But you if know, fans of Stephen are listening or friends of Stephen are listening, my wife would melt if she could meet him. You know, I don't know if you've seen the videos. Apparently, Stephen Chow is someone who who's very selective when it comes to his responses to interviews. Oh. If you ask just kind of cliche questions. Do you like Kung Fu? <laughs> yeah. He what would is be, Shaolong he would Kung Fu? He would be very mad. Yeah. Or he would just shut down. But mm. if you're someone who could really ask questions that would go into his heart and soul, mm. then he will give you the most sincere, sincere reaction. And as someone who wants to do Mm-hmm. More of this kind of thing who comes from a journalistic background. Mm. I would love to be able to have that opportunity. Hey, Stephen, come on our show. We'll ask you deep questions. <laughs> have my... you seen the videos of him trying to walk through the mall? No. He has a security detail ar- around uh, him. Of course. And then the mall fills up and there's like thousands of people like on every level yeah. screaming. Ah! Like yeah. he's such, he's like Michael Jackson. He's like, he's so, much the Michael yeah. Jackson of China. Yeah, he is so the, the early on movies he made. It was, I mean, of course we have very popular movies or mm. great movies that come out of the Chinese film industry nowadays, but Stephen Chow back then, it's sensational. It's yeah. like phenomenon, like kind of, you know, there's yeah, yeah. a word we call one yun kong zhang, like that. The alley used to be filled up with a 10,000 people, but because of this movie, mm. it's empty because everybody's watching it. Wow. That's him. That's, That's a, him. What, how do you say that? Wow. I'm not going to try to copy. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass myself too badly. So, you know, we've talked about mostly the healthier side of this relate and i always i'm a little surprised they keep calling it relationship in these articles because mm. apparently people do have sort of relationships and beyond your i didn't really think of something to say yeah some people obsess over what they would do and how they would go out on the town with their celebrity oh wow that's so, a little extra <laughs> Don Grant, PhD, Mm. National Advisor of Healthy Device Management. That's Mm. interesting. There is a title like that for Newport Healthcare. Quote, the relationships can also be formed through admiring someone from afar, like a professor, politician, clergy member, or social media connection whom you follow or connected with but have never actually met in real life. Mm. But he also says parasocial relationships aren't usually dangerous, but you should seek mental treatment if you... (laughs) And here's the list. (laughs) Choose your parasocial relationship over a real life connection. So in my mind, I don't think that this is what he means. But in my mind, I picture the weird, creepy person with the like candles around the photo when they go look at it. Oh, my God. That is all. (laughs) That made me really. You know, like thinking about it. There's there's a reason the celebrities like Mariah Carey have a security detail because there are things really do. Yeah, yeah, there are people out there who are like Mariah Carey and they're like (laughs) nuts about it you know yeah i mean we have we're not exactly celebrities but we are hosting a show that is public and mm-hmm. jason because mm-hmm. jason also has a social media presence mm. um and there you know when you have interactions with people who are fans of your show then there's positive and negative <laughs> and even for a show that's as new and mm-hmm. young like our show mm-hmm. jason has had feedback that is not you know particularly friendly i think we could say so, you know i mo- mostly I, I do get a lot on my vlog, I get thousands of people saying really positive things. But, but I did get like, one person who said that they wanted to physically harm me. I have 
have never understood the urge of going to someone's page um, and just say things like that. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Also on Twitter. Yeah. On people, Twitter. Yeah. We, because we talked about there, this yeah. and basically <laughs> it's very horrible things yeah, that they're yeah, yeah, saying. Yeah. And yeah. if you are and think about this, Jason has how many fans on, on Twitter now? Like, uh, uh, six thousand. Six thousand. And think about if you have six million fans. Yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. And then the things that you will hear, even if you think, <laughs> oh, they're just saying this on have the you Internet. Heard, you've heard the mean tweets thing, right? Oh, I like love the it. Celebrities. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, I yeah. love that. But it re- you really need to build up this really strong <laughs> psychological fence for yourself mm. to not take it, you know, take it seriously at all. The good thing about Twitter is you have blocking options. So, well, I had one person still. threatened to kill me recently, actually. Oh, my God. I, you that know, now just... that you bring it up, I there are some guy threatened to kill me recently. I guess he he's not a fan of intercultural harmony. And so our show promotes that. Yeah. And so he threatened to hurt me. I reported him to Twitter and they blocked his account. Yeah, I think yeah. he doesn't have an account anymore. Yeah, but you know, you you still had to be the person to read <laughs> that comment or yes, that DM yes, yes. and then report him. So I think violence of any sort is just so uncalled for yeah, and yeah. we want everybody to promote that as well. Just, Unfortunately, yeah. there are not everyone out there in the real world is as mentally sound as our amazing listeners. Uh, I know, <laughs> but let's, if we bring it back to the, we started talking about this because there are some people who might take the whole parasocial mm. relationship thing a little bit further than they have to there are some girls that i know who really like um younger boy groups yeah 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 sure oh i see and that makes dating in real world more challenging not just even that like they would really put aside their daily life like their job their family to go see their concerts Mm -hmm. to go because i when this particular group really rose to fame i'm not gonna say which one and i Mm. think you know when they rose to fame I was in New York. Mm-hmm. This was 2015 or 16. Mm-hmm. I had to go with another friend who had a request from her friend that was in China at the moment to go to Times Square to wait there um, to take videos of the boy's face on one of the billboards hmm. on Times Square. They gave her very detailed, organized instructions hmm. on which angle is the best. And then like, how should you hold your camera mm-hmm. at, at which hour what minute what second this would come up wow and then how you're gonna send it back to like they organize this whole thing almost feels like it's their second job Mm -hmm. but it's not and then they call them the all there are my son and you know you're listening to the bridge This first bullet point, choosing a parasocial relationship over a real life connection. And I think we can draw this out. There are so many examples of this. I think a lot of men in our day and age, I don't know about it in China, but in mm. definitely in the United States, they become obsessed with certain models, certain celebrity women that who mm. are so close to, you know, an ideal that when they meet real women in the real world, they are firstly, they're socially incapable of communicating. Yes. And secondly, they have their expectations for beauty is totally messed up. And so it makes interacting with real world women difficult for them. Absolutely. I think the same thing exists in China. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky enough that I haven't had to confront a a male counterpart in real life where (laughs) he goes, oh, you know, he would have a girlfriend that's already beautiful. And then he would say something along the lines of, oh, I think her waist could be a little smaller. Her arms could be a little more. (laughs) I'm pretty sure if my girlfriend's boyfriend said that I would be 
I would be visibly upset and mm. I would probably step up and say something. Mm. But mm. it is people, um, there are different social experiments that are carried out where they have two pictures of two uh, body types mm-hmm. and they ask the boys, like, what do they want to pick? Mm-hmm. Most of the videos, the boys would pick the girl that's not like unrealistically skinny. They like, mm. you know, women that look just, they could be a little human. human. <laughs> exactly. But then there are videos where the, the person that's asked to choose Mm. wants absolutely the skinniest person I, I think i've heard yeah not directly but friend's friend who's had their life partner saying that you're too fat like you need to lose weight wow yeah there is a very famous gentleman in japan mm. and he married a digital person yes i don't remember the name of she has like teal hair Kim. and a black skirt and i think she's supposed to be a teenager actually but he he has like dolls of her and pictures of her and like he married her in a ceremony i don't know if i don't think it's legal but like he did it like you know uh, honorifically he's married to this person so <laughs> this person has clearly chosen a parasocial relationship yeah. with a non-human person yeah. over real life connection so according to don grant phd this mm. person would may need to seek mental health treatment and so there are people who we can mention who have taken their obsession with celebrities to an unhealthy degree next one stop pursuing opportunities to create new real life relationships Mm. so i guess maybe you you like a a tv show or a footballer so much that all you do is watch football you don't go out into the real world and make friends yeah so there are a lot of people like that in in movies (laughs) that i've seen but i actually don't know anyone personally Personally, I guess, how would you? <laughs> because they would be trapped in their home watching yeah. like Bruce Willis movies over and over and over. This or just something. gives me a really interesting thought mm. for the company that I work for. Mm-hmm. The founder is a very charming person, mm-hmm. you know. So there are some female employees in our company who would jokingly call him their husband. Mm. So I just wonder, you know, is it because of that that everybody's working really hard mm-hmm. at the company? Because wow, <laughs> he's he, he must be really good looking or something. Charm? No comment. Just very charming. <laughs> <laughs> so your boss is really really charming, and lots and of ladies smart. work really hard to make the boss happy. That's really. I mean, I don't see. I don't. See that is unhealthy because they're still communicating yes, with people, still course. making friends. So I'm trying to think of examples in the real life where people are so obsessed with a celebrity that they fail to make relationships with other people. But mm. honestly, I can't. You know, the reason is because those people don't go out exactly. and you wouldn't meet them. So the if you if you have yeah, a problem, you wouldn't know that they you exist. wouldn't know that they exist. Ah, they would be in logic. their home looking exactly. at their posters. Okay. <laughs> so next one is seek. Now this is interesting. This can mean different things. Seek yeah. fulfillment in the parasocial relationship. Mm. So, I mean, I think you can in a healthy way. Like in a seek healthy way, absolutely. Yeah, you, like you learned French a little bit. And so there is some <laughs> fulfillment academically yeah. in your life. So I think what this means is like maybe imagining that you're spending time with them and your imagination takes over. Your own imagination becomes your friend. Yeah, I think this happens a lot in sports. Mm. Very often, even some of the very successful athletes nowadays, if you look look at their if you google google them um you would see stories of them being a really cute little fan of some, um, you know, some of their mm. their idols. Yeah. I think um, the one of the most famous French footballers now, Mbappe. I don't know if I'm saying. You know a lot about French footballers. Does Dalton know about this? I just had a really. It was my teenage obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, the story of me watching the the 2006 World Cup final, mm. but. 
Anyways, so he has, Mbappe has a photo of him mm-hmm. posing next to Thierry Henry when he was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, four. Wow. And then now he grew up to be one of the best footballers representing mm-hmm. the French national team. You know, it's, it's it, I feel like there is a lot of, and then uh, thanks to my boyfriend who always screams uh, basketball content <laughs> into my ears. Apparently there are a lot of young basketballers in the States that also grew up under the influence and inspiration mm-hmm. of the first, second generations of basketball you know, superstars. It's interesting you say that because actually I'm I'm still waiting for a lot of my students to grow up and become amazing people. And then there's like I I learned from teacher Jason. Exactly. A <laughs> lot of my students I taught for many years here in Beijing and a lot of them come from, you know, affluent families with means and yeah. connections and I'm still waiting for some <laughs> of them to grow up and become like amazing members of society and then I'll be like, yeah, yeah I taught you Tong Tong. And they're like, don't call me Tong Tong. I'm not Tong Tong anymore. <laughs> I am chairman something. Yeah, exactly. You know, like oh, you'll always this, be yeah. Tong tongue to me <laughs> I, I will say of course this is not a so much of a parasocial relationship but like mm. when you have a teacher that really um makes a huge impact in your life mm. you remember mm. them for probably forever and you're I, grateful I have, yeah, forever. I have some teachers I, actually the teacher i remember yeah his name was mr santos and he at the time i almost hated him uh-huh. he was so out it was fifth grade he was so strict yeah even saying yeah he would say there's no word yeah you have to say yes, yes. Uh-huh. and he would hold me after class just for that for five minutes and like he was really strict about everything about grammar about behavior about oh, posture <laughs> and at the time i was like mr santos is so mean, so mean. why but is like, he peeking on me i remember him so well because a a lot of the better version of me that was produced was because of yeah, that. It was because of him. He really he shed off the garbage on the sides. I have a, a very I have a, quite a few teachers that I really admire. And even though I don't, uh, you know, stay in contact as much as mm-hmm. I used to. Mm-hmm. But my high school teacher, because I, I went to high school here, my math was super bad. It was really bad. I was getting half score out of the full score every wow. time. <laughs> but because of this mm-hmm. one particular teacher, Mr. Tsi, mm-hmm. who really knows how to interact with his students. Um, long story short, I actually got mm. a super high math score in the Gaoka, in the college entrance Ooh, exam. That kind of, that really changed the trajectory of my yeah. life. So I really have to him to, to, to thank for where I am as the starting point. Mm-hmm. And then there's Professor Nick Mills from mm-hmm. Boston University. Mm-hmm. I really hope he hears this episode mm-hmm. because he, very similar to Mr. Santos, even though he didn't direct the comment at me, mm-hmm. he made it very clear to people at his journalistic writing foundation class mm. that during this hour and 45 minutes, you're not going to say the word like. Oh, wow. What if you need to an make action. an analogy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless it's a, it's a function. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't say the word like, and then the comment he used was very, you know, it was very hard to forget. But personally, he gave me, um, as a Chinese student, I wasn't used to the whole lettering grading system. I was used to the scores, you know, the points, mm. 90, 95, Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. I know. I know. Yeah. I don't know anything below 90. Um, (laughs) I know that in gold star because kindergarten teaching. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know the, you know, everything about the letter grading system. Mm. And then one of the drafts that I handed in, I was really happy about the story idea, Mm -hmm. but I got like a D on the, on the, on the draft. And when Mm. he gave it to me, I was pretty hurt in class because he announced it. He was announcing everybody's Alex gets a D for for this. (laughs) Yeah. And then I actually cried. Because it was, you know, it was fragile little Alex who just went to the university. Wow. 
grad school. Grad school. Yeah. So, but then he called me into his office later on and then he explained why I got a D for this. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, I'm sorry that I reacted really emotionally because I didn't know after ABC, there was a D. I thought it was just ABC and fail. Uh So I didn't know I could do worse than C and that really (laughs) hurt my feelings. And, you know, um, but he really analyzed what I did wrong there was. And then he was like, you speak very different from how you write and you should do. And he gave me really sound advice. Mm. And he's like, there's no need to cry for this. He was, he was, he was uh, Afghanistan. He was a Vietnam war veteran, I think. Mm. And then Afghanistan war reporter, very tough guy. Wow. But from there, like I got the worst grade ever in his class, but the way I write, the way I talk up until today, mm. especially for my English, I have him to thank for. Mm. Mm. These are healthy, normal, in-person yes. human To bring it back to today's topic. Um, I have a lot of professors I remember too, but I don't think we have too much time for that. So if I start giving call outs, I'm going to miss people. Um, <laughs> so the next one is obvious stalking. Yeah. So yeah. people who actually become so obsessed with the celebrity or person that they start following them around and tracking them. And I mean, I can get it. Okay. You like a, a musician, a singer, a lot of people like musicians of their preferred gender and they go see them in, in a concert. That's one thing. Yeah. But when you start following them around in non venue type situations, can you imagine just like a stranger just coming to your house and wow. knocking on your door and be like, Hey, I really like you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So that would be one of those, uh, how did they put it? Should seek mental health treatment if used. And I guess so that one's an obvious one. I, everyone under, I think everyone who uh, doesn't suffer from that issue understands why that is not healthy. Yeah. The last one is use all your mental energy on that parasocial relationship. So I'm not actually sure what, you know, that is made of. Does that mean you have a picture of them on your t-shirt and you watch their show and then you wake up and say, thank goodness Bruce Willis is in this <laughs> world, Lord. <laughs> um, I think that is more for people who spend, um, most of their time that's supposed to be their social time mm. talking about or thinking about mm. their celebrity crush or their, mm. you know, imaginary boyfriend or girlfriend. I do know people who do that, though. Like every day, if they're not working, they will be talking about who this person is dating. Why is this person, you know, doing this movie over that movie? Like it's almost like they're their real life agent. I mean, I get I get I get emotional reactions out of people's, you know, relationship status, especially if it's someone that I am obsessed with. When I was a huge fan of the Chinese hurdle racer, when he got married, I actually cried. Oh, that is very <laughs> it, it wasn't. Sad. It wasn't like, oh my God, I lost my, like, I lost my chance of being his wife. It's more <laughs> like when you like someone, they mark yeah. the stage of your life that, you know, I was a teenager when I mm. first got to know him. Now I'm in college and he is married. You bring up a really good point because I mm. think that because there are a lot of people, I don't even know, I want to say tens of millions, but I'm just mm. making that up. There are a lot of people who are obsessed with celebrities to the point that some celebrities have to pretend they're not dating when in fact or they married. are dating yeah. because their celebrities will be crushed if they find out that they already like someone else. I I mean, I, I know that this might be a little, it's not sensitive, but it's kind of a thing that people have been discussing a lot. This whole idol culture in, in Korea and it kind of it's happening mm-hmm. here as well is it so what are, can you out delineate a little bit because i don't know because mm-hmm. i don't i can't read chinese media yeah. well or watch chinese media 
well. Mm. Like, what is the celebrity obsession, like parasocial culture, like here in China? In China, everybody jokingly calls, at least for the girls,、mm-hmm. um, any guy that is popular, hot,、yeah. good actor, good singer, there will be a group of women who just call them their husband. You know,、mm. <laughs> and then the actual husbands of these women know that as well. Yeah, it's not a, a serious, very serious matter. It's just like, oh my god, it's kind of like calling every friend you have like Daga or like yeah, kind of like yeah, like bro, sister, but like you're my okay, you're my husband now. You know, this person is <laughs> my husband, and they're jokes, they're running jokes about you know the husbands tell about their wives. The husband's like, my wife is really like not loyal. We're like, what do you mean? He goes, because every every、uh, new TV show she has a new husband. <laughs> I think in my personal marriage and relationship, if I started referring to another female, real or not,、mm. my wife would probably have my head on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> there's for the guys, yeah, it's you're you're under a little bit more risk when you do that. But there's a couple of Chinese actresses that could give you the immunity. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. they have to be popular enough, enough. and distant exactly. enough. Exactly. That it's the the idea of it is impossible. Yes. Yeah, I see、yes. what you're saying. You're listening to the bridge. Um, okay, so I want to talk about something else. The pos a another positive angle of parasocial relationships. This、mm. is from Nature dot com, published October fourth, twenty twenty two, by a series of PhD Shabalotan, Veronica M. Lamarch. I'm not even going to continue. I'm sorry for the rest of you scientists. This is in a scientific report, volume twelve, article number one six five six five, etc. Parasocial relationships on YouTube reduce prejudice. Towards mental health issues,、mm. so it goes into a lot of things, but it also talks about some of the、uh, one-sided relationships can be healthy for eliminating certain prejudices. So, for example, if someone becomes obsessed because this is specific to YouTube、yeah. with a, let's say that they come from a, a background where there's more racism towards African American people,、mm. they if they become obsessed with a YouTuber of African American descent, descent、yeah. and they develop a milder <laughs> or stronger version of a parasocial relationship with that person, then they will be less inclined to rank high on levels of prejudice and different kinds of tests. I don't know if you read the, this、uh, incident. About this, isn't it? I think this was back in 15 or 2016 when I was living in the United States.、Mm. One of the passengers on a flight had an, a medical emergency,、mm. and the flight attendant. Called out to the rest of the passengers to see if there's any doctors or nurses yeah, on yeah, board, yeah. and this one、uh, black lady came to the rescue. But as she was rushing here, the flight attendant said, "Oh, we need a doctor." Oh, and people were like having really big discussions about、like, how could she do this. I was there. I was like, you know, all you guys need to do. Did they like, save the person? They ended up like she had to show. She's like, I'm really a doctor, and then yeah, this, yeah. and then they saved. I just, I just had to know if the person survived. Yeah, <laughs> well, I know go on, go on, it、yeah. would be really、yeah. tragic. Wow. Yeah. But I was like, you didn't watch the right TV show. I did. I've been watching Grace and Anatomy since they aired,、mm. and the doctors in that show, Doctor Miranda Bailey, is black.、Mm. Doctor Weber, the chief resident, is black.、Mm. Doctor Jackson Avery is one of the hottest human being on earth. I don't know Jesse Williams.、About. I am sorry. I'm just putting these names out here. He's so <laughs> incredibly hot. Those eyes. If you look at me, I will go paralyzed. Wow.、Um, <laughs> so it's worked for you. <laughs> <laughs> and so and and then like Doctor Ben Warren, who who eventually became. 
I'm a firefighter. I'm mm. going off on this mm. fictional plot. But like, that's one of, I had very limited media influence mm-hmm. from the United States. And that's one of the first TV shows I ever watched. Mm. And I really liked Mm. In my mind, like those people are doctors. Mm. You know, I, I look at them. If you say you're a doctor, I'm okay. You're a doctor. Yeah. All of these amazing African-American people that are. Well, I mean, and, I mean, I don't mean to stereotype too much, but my own personal anecdotal experience of being yeah. in the United States, doctors are from China and India. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, that was just my own experience. Every doctor yeah. I met was like had an accent and was from somewhere in Asia. Because yeah. I, I mean, for Grace and Ami, as much as I loved it, I did didn't have I watched it too late I started watching it when I was already in college so mm-hmm. I couldn't choose a major but I was like you know what I'm gonna buy a medical dictionary and remember all of the words wow. in there just to sound cool but you know uh, that we gotta start so your your Latin is pretty good is what you're saying another <laughs> language just... skill another skill Alex has is she's fluent in Latin I am not <laughs> that's just the same as my French dream you know it's really interesting on a side point Latin is in, in medical science it's also in legal form it's it's all over in western culture everywhere I think that this this is one of the reasons that it's so important today in uh, contemporary culture that they they use the word diversity and yeah. film, filmmaking, TV. So they try to put a variety of people yeah. from different backgrounds, different national backgrounds, different ethnic backgrounds, different preferences of all types. So that mm. when people see the characters in the movie, there's a hope that it's going to take the viewers and make them more accepting of a variety of yeah. kinds of people yes. that rep- are representative of our real world. Exactly. There's one last thing that I want to consider. What should you do mm. if you are a celebrity? Because we're not real celebrities. I mean, it'd be great to be one. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, okay, that's not the question. What would you do if you were a celebrity? But what would you do? What should you do if mm. you are a celebrity and you have these people who are obsessed with you? Yeah, I mean, I've seen celebrities kind of uh, not warning, but giving very kind reminders to their fans to... Just keep it rational. Don't wait outside of my hotel for five hours. You know, I know. Yeah, they will. They will. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They would they would go. I know people there whose children would find a way to get money to go see these celebrities. And to an extent that like we've been discussing for the um, past 20 minutes to dysfunctional uh, level, Mm. the celebrities would always, if they have any sense, they would always try to advocate to their fans that you should like I am honored and I feel humbled that I have this kind of appreciation from you guys but you should also make sure that this does not get in the way of your normal life of what you're doing as a person, uh, you know, societal person and do not waste your money or waste your time just so that you could come and see me outside of my hotel. Like yeah. you come see my well, shows. You're saying what this article uh, from UK Cosmopolitan says is how, how do you stop a parasocial relationship? And it's from the perspective of a celebrity. Yeah. It says, if you happen to be on the receiving end of a parasocial relationship, uh, firstly, have firm and consistent boundaries and be clear and upfront about so just like you're saying communicating clearly letting them know uh, you know please yes. don't do this anymore yes. I don't like this as Mariah Carey you, <laughs> you're scaring me yeah. and I don't want to spend more time with you yeah. I have other things to do yeah, I'm a I mean, busy lady <laughs> I'm also a human being you yeah. know because I, I am not me I'm not a celebrity of any sort but there are people who have seen me 
recently performed some mm-hmm. sometime mm-hmm. somewhere. And the next time, do you I, like it when people come up and say, "Hey, what a great set!" That yes, anything beyond that, no. <laughs> so what's beyond that? Uh, someone tried to hug. Um, like, someone you don't know is like hug me. They were they come to me. They were like, you know, it was a lot of physical touch. Oh. I know I come off like as, handy as a touching. Hugger. Yeah, handy but touching. I don't I don't like to be hugged by people. I don't know. Yeah. I, Hi, I, I'm Bill. Hug. Yeah, and it's actually <laughs> it's usually usually ladies that do that because they feel like you know I'm a girl. You're a girl. It's fine. Oh, you know. Yeah. And they would get really close physically, and I am not very comfortable. And sometimes they have these. I sound like a, a really ungrateful person right now, but like sometimes when they just exudes excitement when mm. they meet me and they become very physical they become very excited mm. those are the times when i'm like i don't know what to do and i'm feeling very uncomfortable mm. and i only get that once in a while i feel like if i get that all the time and then there are other there are other people in the mix you will probably need to be just psychologically a lot stronger to be able to handle it does your boyfriend come to a lot of your shows so he's yes. there he could be like peel the nut off of you if something happens he's a little more like he's like oh they like my girlfriend <laughs> he's like, yeah, isn't she great? I'm like, oh my God, stop it. Don't make it worse. You know, so you mentioned, and I hadn't thought of this in preparation for the show, at the beginning mm. of the show, that people can have parasocial relationships with fictional characters. Yeah. Could, you know, I think I have a couple of examples I've been thinking about since we began, but could you tell me what you meant? Uh, so this is actually from the, when I was reading about parasocial relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said that it could be a celebrity. It could be someone that's higher up. Uh, at work and Mm -hmm. it could be it could also be fictional characters Mm. and then i was like oh wow that is partially true because i i don't know if you watch parks and rec no i'm sorry for those of you who watch parks and recreation i for the longest time i was thinking um the perfect the most ideal partner would be andy dwyer Mm. and ben so basically the two characters that chris pratt and adam's in Parks and uh, Rec, the two characters that I can't remember the full names of is Andy and Ben, played mm. by Chris mm. Pratt and Adam Scott. Mm. Back then, I was like, if you gave me a serving of serving of Adam Scott what? with a side of Ben, with a side of Chris Pratt, mm. one of them is really nerdy, really loving. The mm. other person is like silly and fun, but both of them are super committed, really loyal mm. and semi good looking. They don't have to be like super hot. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is my ideal man. And I wow. Love when I was watching I Parks and Rec, <laughs> and I got it, I got it, I got it. Uh, mm. whew, uh, hopefully, I dashed that bullet. But that was like my ideal mm. relationship partner, whatever, mm. for a good couple of years. Wow. Yeah. Personalities are always so complicated when you meet someone. They always go so much deeper. I don't think I could even imagine what a person should be like because there are so many layers in a real human being. But, you know, I have a little bit of an obsession, I have to say, with a character, but mine's going to sound way dorkier. Ooh, Yoda, from ex- <laughs> you know, Yoda from what? Star Wars, the little green old yeah, guy. But like, do you expect to meet Yoda? <laughs> well, I don't expect to meet him. But when I was a child, I totally imagined how we could be. Oh, buddies. that's adorable. Yoda and I would be buddies. Yeah. Oh, that's what, Yoda is cute. Well, he's also really smart and wise. And like, yeah. you know, when you're a little kid, yeah. there's sometimes there's the wise, intelligent character in a cartoon or movie or something. You yeah. sometimes for me, at least I was, oh, wow, look, I could learn so much from this person. I know he's not real. He's just an accumulation of like script that various Don't people you love have written. His relationship with the Mandalorian as well. 
That's his name. That's, I think, a clone. I don't know the story well, but I think that's supposed to be a clone of Yoda. That's he not just spoiled it, I think, because I only watched the first season. I haven't watched the second season. Oh, yet. It, it's a very but, complicated and in, in okay. depth show. I'm actually watching the new Star Wars Andor, but we are out of time. No. <laughs> it's always great to talk with you. And I hope that our fans, you know, if you write us emails, we're going to read out your responses yes. on the show. If you write us at we love the bridge at gmail.com. That's W-E-L-O-V-E-T-H-E-B-R-I-D-G at gmail.com. We love the bridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Thank you so much for your time, Alex. Thank you, Jason. Hope to hear from you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.